0: goodness. Give us the context about the time you twerked on Waka Flocka. Waka Flocka Flocka. Waka 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 Flocka.
1: How many pocket knives are in your butt right now? Butt.
0: Butt right now. Oh, you a real freak.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's here, to stay. It's, here to stay. it's 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 here to stay. Big announcement. Your boy is headlining Detroit and Toronto on December 6th and 7th.
1: What?
0: One hour from your boy. Detroit and Toronto, December 6th and 7th. Very excited to announce that, guys. Had to get that out of the top because I was so pumped. That was an original from DJ McRae. Hit him up on Twitch. You can see him spinning live on Twitch most nights of the week at DJ McCrae. DJMC, C-R-A-E. What's up, everybody? How was your week? Good morning, if I'm reaching you early in the morning. Good evening, if you are driving late somewhere on a trip or for work, or maybe you just have this on at work, in the background, doing something, hey, welcome to the show, what is good, hopefully everything is good, if it's not good, we're gonna make it good, that's what my mom always says, if it's not good, we're gonna make it good, I like that, that's a that's a good, uh, good rule to live by, why not, hmm, I had a good week, guys. Uh, Me and my boy, Patty Reagan, went up to Ventura once again. That's where we've been recording the Reagan and Watkins album. I put another 13-hour session in uh, just polishing the album, just trying to make it sound as good as possible. You know, everything's recorded. It's just a matter of making it sound nice and crisp, making it sound so, so sweet whenever it finally reaches your ear holes. We're aiming to release it in December. We just got uh, the photographer together who's going to do like the uh, the cover art for the album and stuff like that and do the graphic designs. So we're pretty excited about that. So I'll keep you updated. But uh, yeah, Kill Tony Mania was in San Francisco on Friday, and it truly was Mania. It was insane. Like I'm pretty proud of Tony and his vision to make that happen. We did two Kill Tony shows back to back. A very cool artist came up after the show, surprised Tony and I with some art pieces Shout out to Dylan Costello. I've got some great uh, woodwork. Uh, it's a big, uh, big, big uh, piece of wood artwork with my dumb with my dumb face on it. He made it look nice. Drew it on this nice piece of wood. We'll see. Uh, my wife hasn't seen it yet, so hopefully she likes it, <laughs> or she might be like, "This is too much." <laughs> but thank you for your awesome art, Dylan Costello. Uh, Saturday, I did three house shows, then went to. Uh, uh, a friend's party and it was uh it was it was a good times got to catch up with my buddy willie hunter and peter banachowski peter banachuchu good weekend overall guys uh i want to thank the sponsors of this podcast at speedweed hit up gino on twitter if you want that marijuana delivery to your house hit up gino you've seen him on joe rogan he supports a bunch of shows at the comedy store. Great dude. At Speedweed on Twitter. And then another good dude, at Bronxborn Pizza, Thomas Schiffer. Uh, go get some Bronxborn Pizza in Bend, Oregon. Or if you're in the Santa Monica area, go get that Gravelock Pizza. Hitta, as Theo Vaughn would say, uh, they sponsor uh, his podcast this past weekend as well. So I'm in good company. If you want to sponsor the show, I'm looking for some new sponsor of the show. Your boy Jeremiah Watkins at gmail.com, Or if you um, if you have any music connections, I'm looking to eventually uh, repair or upgrade my alto saxophone. Uh, some people mentioned to me online. They're like, "How come you haven't been playing your tenor saxophone?" And uh, that's something that I have a I have a newer. It's like a brand new tenor sax. Uh, I've been having some uh, some dental issues and. I can't bite down as hard on that as I would like to, and it takes a lot of air, so I literally have not been able to play it, unfortunately, so it's kind of just sitting until uh, my mouth gets a little bit stronger, so I'm, uh, you know, going to see the dentist and stuff like that in a month for a checkup to see if I can get the green light to start uh, biting down hard. (laughs) Again, I feel like an old man, but that's just how my mouth is right now. So uh, if you have any music connects, like music shops or whatever, um, yeah, my alto sax is just taking a beating on the road and screws keep popping out and stuff like that. And I've had it since like third grade. So it's just one of those things where it's just old, you know, nothing malfunctioned. I'm still able to play it, played multiple shows with it uh, in San Francisco and even with my boy Patty Reagan on Saturday. But yeah. Guys, uh, I want to get into the kind of challenge this week. Uh, guy hit me up. I want to read his letter. I don't know what he sounds like. You don't know what he looks like. If you don't know what the kind of challenge is, basically, I tell you, the audience, I challenge you guys to do something nice for somebody that you know or somebody who may be a stranger. can be little. can be big as long as you're sending out some positive vibes into the universe, and I challenge myself with that every week. I'm going to read this guy's letter. While I read his Kindness Challenge letter, you will be listening to the song Javelin by Chris Pritham. Love your show and what you're doing. The Kindness Challenge has made me think differently with every encounter throughout my day and overall given me more of a positive mindset to embrace throughout the day. Being in the warm Phoenix sun and out of the frigid cold land of Montana may be part of the mood boost too. (laughs) Yet wanted to share with you my Kindness Challenge excerpt. I recently became a Fry's member. VIP member, LOL. (laughs) Outside of the store was a homeless man. I gave him a bag of dark chocolate and a quiver of bananas. He kindly accepted and gave me a smile and said thank you. Gave me an organic high that helped carry me through the day. Keep up the quality work. I will most definitely keep listening to JW and Kill Tony. Been trying to spread your names and podcasts to those around me. Peace and love. Joel Malams. Dude, Joel, thank you so much for writing in. Yeah, um, that's super cool that you gave uh, chocolate and banana. Uh, that's a sexy pairing, man, um, <laughs> that you gave it that homeless man. I'm going to give this guy some dark chocolate and a quiver of bananas. And quiver, um, I just like that you gave him a, 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 you used the word quiver. Haven't heard that that in a bit other than like, uh, you know, a quiver of arrows. So uh, bringing that Renaissance kindness challenge out to, to, uh, to people. I, I like that thanks man that's super cool yeah I uh, I've been trying to do that as well whenever I've extra food lately give it to uh, a homeless person and it, it, it definitely makes you feel better it's like you know if you have something uh, that you're not gonna use or that you don't necessarily need it's like why not give it to somebody I gave somebody uh I, I got literally free popcorn as I left um, this party on Saturday night I got two brand new bags of like kettle corn and I was walking out of 711 on afterwards uh with willie and there's a homeless dude who was like hey hey bro yeah uh, would you want a bag of popcorn he's like yeah man that'd be great and you know gave him my extra bag that's not not a big deal but it's like it helps them and it uh, uh, positively affects maybe their day or week or, or even month you never know how little things can get it going so great job joel appreciate that at joel Malums on social media if you want to say what's up to that guy uh, thank you to everyone who's been supporting the show and I'd like to thank Jesse Lopez for your donation this week. It's very cool. You man, um, if you'd like to support the show, go to JeremiahWonders.com, and there is a PayPal donation button. If you can't do that, what would help me a lot is if you go over to iTunes and leave a five star review, let's get this show out there and keep building this awesome audience for these positive listeners and positive people like yourself and myself. Tour dates, guys, I want to blow through these. I just posted my tour dates on my Instagram, at Standup. Follow me there if you're not already. But like I said, I'm headlining Detroit and Toronto in December, and I'll be in Reno featuring the beginning of November. JeremiahWatkins.tv slash tour has all of the ticket info. JeremiahWatkins.tv slash tour. I want to give a final shout-out to my pal, Gage who who's been killing it lately, editing the audio and the video for this podcast, and you can actually see him the night before Kill Tony comes to Houston on November 14th at The Secret Group in Houston, Texas. See him there. I'm going to hang with uh, Gage later this week, but you can follow him on Instagram and Twitter, at gauge G-A-G-E-T-I-J-E-R-I-N-A. We did it guys. We uh, got through the announcements a little heavy on uh, plugs on this intro. I uh, apologize for that, but uh, got a lot of great people who deserve the credit who are helping out with this show. so I want to give them proper shout outs. I had a lot of fun with Kate Quigley on this episode. She just has such a great energy about her and I think that she kind of fit the format of the show perfectly. She was down to Riff, down to, to you know be an awesome interviewee. Without further ado, let's get into this. I had a lot of fun getting to know my pal Kate Quigley better. I think that you will have a lot of fun listening to it. Without further ado, please welcome Kate Quigley to Jeremiah Wonders.
1: I like how I got the girly colors. Yellow (laughs) and pink. I like
0: that. You know, we we, we, I'm still old school in this show where I'm like, you know, the boy gets the red and the green mic and the girl gets the pink and the yellow mic. What if it's
1: two boys?
0: Two boys. That, no matter what, that's the guest yellow and setup. pink. Yellow and pink. Yeah, are the yeah, I, like yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah, like we're doing a big with Kate Quigley right now.
1: Yeah, what's up? I'm happy to be here. Thanks for asking me. I was yeah. so flattered.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've wanted to have you for a while. I mean, you're one of those uh, uh, friends that I've had for a while through the scene that we always see each other in passing. In passing, but I we know. are so rarely. On the, on the same line. I was like, we'll be on the same lineups through like Red Band or through like Death Squad or stuff yeah. like that. But you're always out doing stuff and I feel like we're both kind of doing our own thing in like different parts of town or different times or whatever and we're always just like crossing I know. each other.
1: Isn't it crazy? I was just thinking that on my way here because I was thinking like, it's weird in comedy how you can see someone for years and years and you know them and you feel like you really know them. But then you're like, really? We talk like for a minute in passing all the yeah. time at different places. And so you don't know as much about everybody as you, you think. It's so bizarre. But at the same time, it's like everyone does feel like family in a weird way. Too. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's so it's crazy. This is
0: kind of uh, it's a good excuse, too, for some of these podcasts and stuff like that is like you get to know about a person a little bit better. Like you have an excuse rather than like, it's not like not that it's weird if somebody's like, "Hey, do you just want to go get coffee or whatever?" But like sometimes, like people can take it the wrong way or sure. whatever, and it's like, "No, let's just do a podcast and let's have some fun and get to know each other." a little Yeah, better.
1: and also everyone's so busy, and it's like I know for me, anytime I take even an hour or two where I'm not working, like I went on a date the other night and I just felt guilty the whole time. I was like, "I have so much to do. I shouldn't be here." It was the worst date <laughs> ever because I was in my head like. God, this guy's boring. I could be writing so much. Like I could write a chapter in my book right now. Like it was so. This way, it's like you're being productive and getting to hang.
0: Are you working on a book right now?
1: Yeah, yeah, I am. It's been I've been working on it for a while, but uh, it was it was hard because it's like the story of me coming. The first year I moved to LA, it was one of those stories where like I had this magical encounter with a guy at a bar in Chicago. He was like eighty. And I was working at the bar as like a Miller Lite girl. And this guy was like, why why do you live in Chicago? What do you want to be? And I was like, well, I want to act and do comedy. I want to work in entertainment. He was like, why are you in Chicago? And I was like, well, I want to move to LA. I just haven't yet, whatever. And the guy goes, he's like 80 years old. He goes, I always wished... I'd moved to Hollywood to act and then I had kids and got married and life got ahead of me and I never went. And it's my only regret. That's what he said. And I looked at this guy and was like, shit, I don't want to be that guy. So I moved here like two days later. I just packed my car and told my now ex-husband, I was like, I'm going. And then I moved out here and um, everything has been fine since then for the most part. But when I got, I sat down with this publishing company and they wanted me to write a book about the first year because once I got out here, all that magic went away. Like everything that could go wrong went wrong. Like my, my engine fell out of my car on the freeway in the oh, middle of Nebraska. Yeah, everything I owned is in the car. The engine falls out. I didn't even know that could happen.
0: I mean, did you, that's super dangerous. Yeah. Like, like what, what yeah. happened to your car? Did you start spinning <laughs> out and stuff like that?
1: Actually, so I was in Nebraska and uh, thank God, it, whatever time it was, the road wasn't very busy. No, all of a sudden, I hear this super loud bang. It was almost like I hit someone, but I didn't hit anything. Yeah. And then the car like kind of slowly skidded to a stop. It went from like 80 to a stop in probably like about 30 seconds. And then I got out. Thank God no one hit me. I got out and popped the hood. And the engine is on the ground. The The engine mounts had sheared off oh and it turned God. out it was a recall. Like, so actually it was a recall on the vehicle. It was like, but the point is from that moment on, everything like kept going wrong. Yeah. And so that's what I'm writing about. But um, I'm just trying to figure out how to write it. Like if I should have my husband be a part of it or not, because I was married at the time. Gotcha. So like I've been trying to keep him like, respect his privacy and keep him out of everything mm-hmm. but there's some good stories so i'm trying to figure out how to tell it
0: what do you think that old man is doing now
1: he's dead <laughs> he has to be dead.
0: yeah he has to be i mean
1: it could be like 95 or something i guess i've been mean, out here 12 years. he could be alive i hope you're alive sir
0: oh no i think he might be calling into the show right now oh my god uh, is that him yeah let me uh let me see uh let me see the connection might be a little choppy let me check something real quick
1: think he's calling from are you sir are you calling from beyond the grave <laughs> Where, from oh beyond. fuck wow i'm sorry that you passed how how uh how did that happen
0: old age i just died of old age
1: oh yeah that that makes sense i'm glad that it was peaceful then uh, no it was
0: horrible
1: oh it was not it was a bad old age ending
0: it was a terrible old i will it was kind of an old age thing, but I kind of fell down some stairs as well.
1: Ah, for yeah, the falling down the stairs from old age. Did you break break bones? Were there?
0: I broke every bone in my body.
1: How is it in heaven? Is everything repaired, or are you just? A... I actually
0: can't tell where I am right now. Oh wow, that's. I, I believe I'm in purgatory. I. <laughs> that's... I've been watching your career for the last 12 years. You're definitely in
1: purgatory then. You're definitely, I'm in purgatory with you. I think. I've seen
0: all of the ups and downs.
1: Where were the ups? Can you, where, when did that, where, what were the up moments you saw in my career? Would that be when I hosted the porn awards or? That what, was
0: actually a big highlight of. Ethel and I were very proud of you for doing that.
1: Oh, uh, is Ethel your wife? Yeah, she is. That's nice that you care about her now because when I met you, it seemed like you didn't like her very
0: much. Well, I resented her quite a bit.
1: Yeah, and your children. It seemed like you kind of hated yes, them.
0: I never had a chance to pursue my Hollywood dream as you did, Kate.
1: Well, you know, i'm doing it for you and it's going really well um i had ice cubes for dinner last night so i'm killing it killing it in hollywood i hear you're on a
0: hit podcast right now
1: i am yeah this podcast is is uh from what i hear it's getting i believe 15 to 25 downloads per month yes (laughs) it's killing the game. You know, I do have to thank you, though, because you're the reason I moved to L.A. And you're in every every little Wikipedia biography about me on the Internet mentions a seedy old man.
0: I am the cautionary tale that you speak of. You left out my sexual advance right after that, though.
1: Yeah, I left that part out just with the whole, you know, Me Too movement. I thought I would let you off the hook for grabbing my breasts at the bar and then
0: well it's like i'm 80 what else can i do
1: yeah i feel like at some age you kind of get a pass and i i gave you the pass i know that's not allowed but like i feel like after 80 after
0: 80 you kind of earn something a little bit
1: i just like be like be real if a 25 year old guy grabs your ass at a bar or like grabs your boob you're it's really not cool But if an 85-year-old guy does the same thing... Game on, my
0: friends!
1: I don't know. I wouldn't have the heart to... I am be annoyed, but I'd probably laugh. They were like,
0: what are you doing? The ball's on this guy.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like, what is the cutoff point for sexual harassment? Because when you're 90, are you allowed? If you're dying, like, when are you allowed?
0: I mean, I'm sure that there's some old dudes at nursing homes who still try to get fresh with the nurses and stuff like that, you know?
1: Oh, yeah. Now, see, that's interesting. I think that it's only okay if it's like the girl is not your age. She has to be much younger. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you're in a nursing home and you're 80, you can't harass the 80-year-olds. But maybe, like, a girl who's like like 35
0: uh, a granddaughter who's coming to visit their, <laughs> their grandmother now it's totally cool if this
1: it's just weird man this whole thing is weird like do you sit around and think all right this is this is like heavy but well, i guess i'll be going
0: bye <laughs> wow we completely <laughs> oh, we forgot we about forgot that guy about it. it's okay
1: i mean he was not very exciting in <laughs> he, real life he wasn't no you know um i don't know man i've been sitting around like Wondering if I was molested the last couple weeks. Like, do you ever wonder now? Because so many of my friends have a story. I
0: think that the definition of what being molested has kind of changed over the years. Uh, Like, I think that you take stories from our childhood or or teenage years and absolutely some of them are like, oh, yeah, you got, like, touched or something. You're right. You know what I mean? Because back in the day... It just was a different. It was a sliding scale, you know what I mean? It was, I think it was, so. It was more like, nah, that's just innocent fun, you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: I think I think you're right. I've been trying to figure it out. Like when I played touch football with the boys in the neighborhood, like definitely some of the tackles were inappropriate places, you know. Yeah. But then you're like, well, it's, it's touch football. I don't know. That's a weird spot to touch, but you yeah. know. But now I sit and I I think like I wonder sometimes if I went to therapy if they would unearth some. So just start stores. digging and I
0: like just finding all these like dark stuff. You're like, I don't remember any of this. I'm
1: scared to go. Yeah. Have you been to therapy?
0: <laughs> uh, recently. Uh, yeah. I uh, yeah. Recently. Uh huh.
1: Oh my God! Mm-hmm. Wait, is that your therapist calling? Oh, is
0: that, I. Phew, I guess so. I
1: think I hear your therapist. Oh
0: man. The yeah. Uh, hello. Is uh. <laughs> hey. Is this uh. Is this Kylie.
1: <laughs> Jeremiah.
0: Wow, uh, I'm really, uh, I'm really embarrassed that uh, that you're calling in right now, Kylie. Yes,
1: well, I didn't warn you in the session, but I think a very important part of your therapy is sharing with the world what we've unearthed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, about I, you and your stuffed animals <laughs> making sweet love at the tender age of eight.
0: Well, you know what, Kylie, I haven't even brought it up uh, in in therapy yet, but uh, but you. Uh, are dead on. I did have a, uh, a little bear with a, uh, a zipper in uh, the butt that uh, I used to <laughs> take to bed with me and I used to put pocket knives and stuff in the butt uh, and my brother always uh, said that I used to do stuff with the bear so you know this is a real issue.
1: Jeremiah I don't think that you should come into my office ever.
0: Wait, you're not going to see me anymore because of the little bear? I I was just a kid. I
1: I do not condone weapons.
0: I I never... Oh, the weapons? So you're totally cool Like if I would have been having sex with the stuff animal bear but like yes me, that's natural but me putting the the swiss army knives and the little knives that i used to collect in the buttocks of the zipper sociopath. you're not cool with
1: sociopath
0: really yes that's
1: the level of killing
0: but animals. i i literally i would only put like four or five little pocket knives in there how
1: many pocket knives are in your butt right now
0: in my butt right now there's only two there's only two pocket knives in my butt right now is that something i can learn from and grow from
1: you're banned
0: no you're banned <laughs> i just because of what they're little weapons what if they're more collector items? Do they hurt? No, I mean you know I've worked them out. Lord, there's enough space up there now where things can comfortably fit. It's like a kangaroo, uh, you know, pouch for my butt.
1: All right. Uh, I would like to see your wife next week to warn her.
0: <laughs> okay, uh, that's probably something that uh that we can uh, then we can work out.
1: All right, fantastic. I'll be sending you your bill for this phone call. Oh, wait, wait,
0: wait. wait! You called me. Wait, no, no, no. Yes. You called me. That's not fair.
1: Well, I apologize, but we needed to work through this, and I'm hungry.
0: Goodbye. Okay, thanks, Kylie. Jesus. You wow. keep
1: knives in your ass. That's a weird fetish. I've never heard of that one.
0: Knives in the butt?
1: It seems like it would be very uncomfortable to sit for the length of this podcast.
0: Oh, yeah, just like- Are they uh, like folded was... up? <laughs> no, yeah, no. <laughs> are they open? Yeah, yeah, it's got the can opener. It's wide open up there. Yeah.
1: You know, I love pocket knives. I used to have so many when I was. I a used kid.
0: to collect knives. Really? Even though that sounds very like like you said, Ricardo <laughs> like said very like creepy and serial. Killer. Yeah. I used to love. I would go to, um, you know, I'm from Kansas, so it's very different upbringing than out here, obviously. So I would go to like gun and knife shows with my dad and like look oh, at yeah. like the you know all the cool knives on display and be like, oh, I want to save up to get that. And like, I had
1: a Leatherman in like college. Oh really? Yeah, I was such I was literally like the chick with the leatherman, like the backpacking gear, like I love. I used to fish and I loved to like oh my god, I don't know why when I was a kid I loved maggots.
0: You love maggots?
1: You know when you go fishing how you can get worms or maggots and the maggots come in sawdust? What did she just say?
0: <laughs> did she just say that she likes Maggots.
1: I know it's so weird, but I thought they were so cute. And like, you know, they come in a little <laughs> cup full of sawdust, and you you can stick your fingers in, and like, it's like a little squishy. It's almost like a stress ball of maggots. Oh I used to my play it with them.
0: Goodness. <laughs> okay, this is this like is ten times more <laughs> creepy than the knives. I
1: disagree. I, I mean, How I, old were you when, when this was going on? I was a kid. I was like between I don't know eight and. Twelve maybe. Oh, you know
0: what's really weird? Uh, you know, ten year old Kate is actually calling in to the show right now.
1: Oh my god. Ten mm. year old
0: <laughs> Yeah. Um <laughs> Hello. Uh is uh is this um Kate as a child that's calling in right now?
1: Hi. Hi, what's up? This is Katie from Ohio.
0: Oh hi. hi. Oh look. <laughs> uh, sorry, we had a weird connection thing happen there. Hi, Katie. Um Hey. Um,
1: hey, what's up? Um, I have a bowl haircut, a
0: unibrow. Oh, you have wow. That's yeah. um, that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I look like a boy, and um, I play soccer, and I love maggots, and I love to slide in ditches and stand up covered in worms.
0: So you are what people would consider a white tom trash. girl. Okay, <laughs> white
1: <laughs> tom girl. Yes.
0: Okay, white, trash tom girl. yeah, white trash, uh, Tom girl. That's cool. When did you get into maggots? Why, why are, you, why do you have an affinity for, uh, for touching maggots? It Just seems like,
1: like I like bugs uh-huh. and frogs, mm-hmm. and I like to chase animals. I like to squish things. And I like to burn things with my magnifying glass.
0: Better than your mind, you know, if, <laughs> if you're doing it with a magnifying glass, and, and it's not like a thing that you are lighting things. On. On fire with your mind then that's uh that's okay i i used to light ants on fire as a kid so i can relate to you katie
1: yeah me too also i'm a yellow belt in karate and i beat up my brother in a karate tournament last week and he's
0: really mad now did that affect do you do you think that's affecting his development as a kid because uh that's kind of a hard thing to take as a kid being beat by your little sister
1: yeah i think that he's going to be ashamed for the rest of his life because I'll probably bring it up every Christmas in front of his children for the rest, <laughs> rest of his life.
0: Wow! I mean, that that's a that's a pretty good game plan that you got going on there.
1: Yeah, I mean, we have a pretty violent childhood. So um, when we you know when we argue with each other, we my mom sends us in the basement with boxing gloves and she says, "Work it out."
0: Wow. We do. Wow. I win.
1: I win a lot.
0: Did, you're you're pretty good? It sounds like if you have a yellow belt.
1: Yeah, yellow is really good. I'm hoping to get to black one day, so we'll see. Maybe maybe by my 30s, I'll make it to some black.
0: <laughs> well, we can only hope that you'll get to the black that you want <laughs> to get to.
1: Me too, yeah, I hope so.
0: All right, Katie, well, thanks for calling in.
1: Oh, my gosh, this was so fun. Um, hi, future Kate. Hope you got cuter.
0: Do you have anything to tell your future self that you, uh, that you would, uh, that you would want, you know,
1: so many things. Don't get married. Um, <laughs> if you do get married, don't be a virgin. Don't get your boobs done. Don't get Botox. And, um, don't be friends with anyone in Hollywood until you've known them for two years.
0: Uh, all right. That's some, uh, some great advice. Sound Thank- advice. Sound advice. Thank you, Katie. Bye. Damn, she's jaded. Wow. She, I guess, uh, man, that is one jaded 10-year-old. She's
1: really jaded. I mean- She uh, said, don't
0: be friends with anybody until you know them for two years. I mean, that's,
1: that, that's crazy, man. Wow. How do you even hang out with someone for two years and not be friends? I know, and not be
0: friends. Not be friends. That's, that, it's almost like a weird troll riddle beneath a bridge, you know? I know.
1: know. I'm going to have to sleep on that one. That yeah. seems like an ambient tweet. Yeah.
0: I know. <laughs> <laughs> an ambient tweet. Do you, ever de- do you ever delete uh, tweets the next day because you're like, ah, that was... I- All the time. Yeah.
1: You know what's funny is I never really got into... I smoked a little weed in high school, but then I stopped because it makes me so lethargic. Mm-hmm. Like uh, there was a year... I lived in Venice for five years and there was one year that every day for like a year I was so tired. I thought I had mono. I couldn't figure out what was going on. And then one day my neighbor left his door open and there's just pot smoke just wafting out all day and I realized I was like I think I'm getting like a contact high oh, all the like time every day yeah <laughs> so I don't smoke a lot but uh one night like this had to be like five years ago maybe someone gave me a joint at the comedy store and I went to Ralph's on my way home I bought like some popcorn or something and I was sitting in my car smoking a joint eating I ate like an entire bag of popcorn the next day there's popcorn all over my car and I'm sitting there like tweeting and I remember thinking. These are like the best jokes I've ever written. Like these are amazing. These are, like, these
0: are the funniest things like I think anybody will ever hear.
1: Yeah. And then I woke up the next day, I'm looking at them. They're not even jokes. It's like can opener. Like that's it.
0: <laughs> like, Just like, like buzzwords like... for things that are like. <laughs> yeah. That will help you open more food.
1: <laughs> yeah, totally. But you know what's weird is um I, I've I had a couple weird experiences with weed like recently someone okay so Joey Diaz has you know you go on the road and when Joey's people show up they just give you all kinds
0: of weird stuff that's how that's how Tony's people are too Same they, thing. they 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 want to give you weed or something while yeah. you're in town yeah
1: exactly yeah. so there's a girl that Joey knows and she actually gave me, this stuff is awesome. I'm grateful for it. She gave me this like spray. It's like Banaka, but it's got, um, THC. Is that what it, uh, oil? In yeah. It? Is it THC? I think so, so. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Some weed kind oil, of cannabis whatever. oil. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it's supposed to help you sleep. I have trouble sleeping no matter what. So I've been using it, but what's weird is it doesn't put me to sleep. It puts me into like twilight. Like you know when you go to the dentist and they put you under but you're not really under so you can hear and shit yeah. but you can't re- and what's happened and it's like creepy but amazing is I've been remembering things like that are in my subconscious that I forgot happened And it must be stuff I need to work out because I've been waking up with like these crazy epiphanies. I feel like I'm hypnotized and I feel like I'm floating out of my body and I can like watch everything happen. It's so surreal. Oh, weird. Yeah, but I feel like I'm going to a hypnotist, but I'm doing it like just with the weed spray wow and a couple times I've been like on stage doing a bit
0: people listening to this are be like and where <laughs> did you do that again
1: <laughs> no for real I'm gonna find out and, and post it because I asked the lady to send me I asked Joey who is this lady I gotta find her and then have her send me more weeds <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah,
0: running out you find out it's like crystal meth <laughs> 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 using it as a breast like I keep like I'm doing this weird lucid dreaming thing where it's like I'm experiencing myself outside of my body but
1: yeah but you know what's wild about it is a couple times I've been on stage Mm -hmm. performing and I've been doing bits that are I've never done and they're hilarious but they're not bad like it's not like the bad tweets when I'm high I wake up in the morning and I remember it and a couple of them have been new bits that like are amazing. And I thought of them on the weed spray in my sleep. Oh, weird. I know. It's the best. I got to find out what it is. Wow. I, I'll
0: let you know. I had the only time I've had something strange like that happen, but it was just like something natural that happened. I had a dream that uh, I performed a song on um, on Conan O'Brien's late night show. Yeah. And I literally remembered what I was singing in the late night thing and I literally, I wrote it the next day. It didn't go anywhere, like I posted it on YouTube years ago but it was just one of those things where it's like, it was so clear, like I literally, I was like, <gasps> like I woke up and I, I started writing like exactly, like yeah. because it was like killing in the dream and stuff like that right. and it was just like, it was like a weird thing, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's really cool too when you, what's weird about the weed spray thing, not to like tout the weed spray, but I remember it like, normally, if I don't get up and write it down the moment, it's gone. Yeah. On this, it's like, I can't get up and write it down the moment, because when I do get up on this stuff, I'm definitely high. Yeah. Like, I'm like a little stumbly. Like, I'm definitely like half. It's almost like Ambient, But I I remember everything the next day. I will wake up and write down every single thing. Like, it's Weird. crazy.
0: It sounds like, uh, are you familiar with uh, astral projection? Have you heard of that? Yeah. It sounds kind of. Are you like, Wiccan? No, no. Oh. No, just from like I've watched like the Insidious movies and and uh, and like Doctor Strange and stuff like that. Both of those movies bring up astral projection. It's so Why? W- you got so freaked out whenever I said that. No,
1: it's so weird you bring it up because I just dated a guy who was a Wiccan and he was like really into that stuff and I tweeted some jokes about it and it became kind of a problem. <laughs>
0: Oh, weird. No, it's
1: just weird that you brought it up because it's like, what are the odds? Because I had never heard of it until I dated this guy. And then since then, it's a little odd because it's like, this is like the second time someone's randomly brought it up and I'd never heard of it before. And then
0: the TV is going out at the same time and it's... It's
1: like, it's creepy. Yeah. This guy I dated had a... He's gonna get so mad at me, but that's okay. I already talked about it. He had like a magic room in his house. Okay. Because Wiccans have like a place in their house. They practice... Oh my goodness. And he said he wanted to take me to the astral plane.
0: Oh my goodness. I know.
1: I've been doing jokes about it on stage, of course. I'm like, I don't know. My butthole was sore last time, whatever. But, like, (laughs) but we went in this magic room, and you have to be naked in the magic room. Okay. And that sounds like a weird toy.
0: Like, all right, like, here's the thing about the magic room. That's Once you said. cross this barrier, you got to be completely naked. I don't make the rules, okay? This is the wicked law that I'm following, That's all right? exactly
1: what I said. I go, this is the weirdest way a guy's ever got me naked. And he yeah. was like, well, no, there can't be sex in the magic room. Like, it's only for magic.
0: And then you're like, <laughs> oh, you a real freak. And I was like, I'm not coming in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, so we go in there, but the thing was... Uh,
0: I I wish you could see your face whenever I said the words astral projection. You looked at me like I had a ghost around me whenever I said that.
1: It's so crazy because... Okay, because this guy is like kind of famous and he got so mad that I tweeted jokes about it because he was like, people are gonna know who I am to the point where now I'm like terrified to talk about it. But then it's like, that could be a million people could be a Wiccan. So you
0: go, so you didn't, you do go into the room. So
1: we go in the room. So you
0: did, so you, you both are naked when you go in the room. Yeah. Okay, I'm just, I'm just trying. I'm just trying to paint the pictures for the listeners and the viewers. Naked. Okay, okay,
1: and for the listeners, it what is, does the room look like? It's like a secret, hidden. It's a little room off of another room. It's like a
0: bookcase. Like, right.
1: It really is like a hidden room like oh, that. Oh my yes. goodness. Okay, and um, it looks like it really just looks like a little wooden, almost like a sauna, but without the dry heat. Like just a little tiny okay. room. Yeah. Okay. There's like some crystals. and I don't know. There's a little window. Whatever. So we go in
0: Pocus, pocus dvds <laughs> in the corner it's a whole it's a whole thing
1: so so we go in there and we sit down but this is real like now granted we'd been drinking a little and we smoked a little so like i was a little stoned for sure but we go in there and we start to do so we sit indian style across from each other and we yeah. touch hands uh-uh. and then he starts the doing whatever the mantras does. or the incantations like close or whatever your eyes is. whatever mm-hmm. yeah and i swear maybe it's because i was high but like i started to really actually feel like a little bit of almost like a tug Like i felt like i was like being like i don't know if it's hypnotism or what but i felt like i was being lifted up or something a little yeah to the point where it creeped me out and i was like i don't think i want to do i'm good i'm just i don't want to do it like Did it
0: feel like you were starting to be like about to float out of your body? Is that yeah. what it felt like?
1: Oh, weird. I've been hypnotized one time and this was way more intense. But in hindsight, now thinking about it, this guy, when I first met him, was like, I'm really good at hypnosis. Like sometimes I wonder how much of the whole relationship I was hypnotized for.
0: You are happy in this relationship. <laughs> and you're like, I am happy. Yeah,
1: it was kind of like that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> My penis size is completely normal. Yes, your penis size is completely normal. (laughs) Yeah, totally normal.
1: So, but yeah, that's, that, I mean, I am actually kind of fascinated by it now. Like that ended that relationship, but he did give me a book about Wiccan, like practicing magic. I might read it. That,
0: I don't know I mean that stuff legit uh, creeps me out
1: But now I'm scared that he's doing black magic on me Because he's mad I tweeted the jokes And I really do get scared that he's going to go in his magic room And like put out spells that are going to kill me <laughs> or something
0: Pitter, pitter, twitter, twitter <laughs>
1: quickly Yeah, like what if he has a voodoo doll? I don't yeah. know I don't know what I happens I mean he
0: could have a lock of your hair that uh, he's using
1: It Actually he <laughs> could I don't know <laughs>
0: I, I just keep freaking you out even more and more about this. Saying, Why are you making
1: this up? Do you know how scared I am of this guy? The after ended and I've never done this in my life Like definitely it was it, it was definitely his fault I can say that and usually it's my fault But this time it wasn't But I sent him a gift and like an apology letter Because I'm so scared he's going to do voodoo oh, magic yeah. you on want, me You
0: want to leave it on good terms
1: Yeah Wow Yeah so That's crazy But I'm safe Yeah I'm here I'm in the present <laughs>
0: you're in the living not in the astral projection state so that's very good oh god so we've known each other for man probably i want to say at least six or seven years years. yeah yeah five or six years at at this point how long have you been doing comedy Comedy? in la
1: well technically the first time i did it was oh six okay but i never say like 12 years or whatever that is because so when i moved here I really moved here to act. Like, I had an acting degree, and I'm like a musical theater minor. Did you know that? I was like a musical theater nerd growing up. You sing? Yeah, totally. Do you still sing? Yeah, I do. In fact, I... Do you ever do it on stage? uh, You know, I don't do it in stand-up. I did at one point. Like, when I first started, I had a couple uh, songs that I kind of worked in, but then I just sort of, like, stopped doing that. But every once in a while, I'll do, like, a song parody on Instagram. Like, I did a parody of The Little Mermaid with... uh, with a vibrator, the, um, you have to, it's a fuck boy anthem. You have to see it, whatever. doesn't matter. <laughs> but I also started writing a music. I don't want to say it because I'm afraid someone will take it. Cause it's pretty funny, but I started writing a musical that I want to do here in Hollywood.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah.
1: And if I do it, I, I will totally hit you up to do like, I just oh, yeah. want to do like, uh, like a week of performances, not like every weekend for whatever, We're, Yeah, you know? not
0: like a giant run. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: But, um, but anyway, so I moved here really to act and then, It's funny because, you know, when I was married, my ex-husband is a musician. And I remember, like, he was so passionate about music. He would do it for free. He would lose money to do it. He would do his full-time job and then do music at the end of the day. And I remember thinking, damn, like, I like acting, but I'm not, like, losing sleep and, like, money. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I wonder if I'll ever be that passionate about something, you know? And then I started doing stand-up and it was like, all of a sudden, it was like, oh.
0: I get why he had, that was his thing, you know? What yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah.
1: But then I did stand up for a couple years married. And the truth is, like, I did it for about two years. And it was too difficult for me to do married just because my ex was too, like, didn't really want me to talk about certain things. And, you know, as a comic, it's so hard when you're filtered that way and you're mm-hmm. thinking on stage about what you can and can't say. So. I kind of stopped, uh, and then I did gigs on the road for like six years where I was just MCing events. So I was always on stage yeah. but not doing jokes. But then when I came back to LA, got divorced, I started again. That was about six, seven years like right around when I'm probably a year before I met you, maybe. Yeah. I started again. And that time around was different because I had saved money. So I didn't have to have like a full time gig. So I was just literally like Every night, just would do two, three spots, wherever, whatever sure. bar. And then, you know. Because whenever clicked.
0: I started seeing you, it was one of those things where I was like, she's going to be like, you know how you see comics come and go, kind of? I was like, Kate's here to stay. You know what I mean? Like oh, whenever, I started, whenever I started seeing you around, because I would s- see you at like Lovett's and Ice House and just like random mics around. And I'm like, oh, she's like really hustling. Oh, think yeah. Well, you know
1: what's weird about it too was like when I got divorced – um, I didn't really have any friends out here cuz I moved here and I made this group of friends, but then I started traveling all the time and then when I got divorced and came back, I didn't know anybody. And so it was kind of like for me it was so nice cuz I was at this point in my life where I didn't know a lot of people in town and then I started really diving into stand up and you know, it's an immediate high school. You're like yeah. there's this whole group of people that kind of take you in. And as long as you're cool and you're not like a dick, you know, then you're all right. And like for me, the one thing that I try really hard is I never ask people for spots. I never asked. I never did. Even coming, like I might go like, hey, if you ever have room, I'd love to sometime. But I would never go like, can I do your podcast? And uh, I think that's the secret to making friends in comedy is to just chill Cause I know for me, like the people that I always ask to do stuff are the people that never really ask. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But yeah, and uh, I don't know, man. It just it for me. The more confident I got with stand up, and the less I gave a fuck about acting, then acting shit falls in.
0: Well, yeah, because you take that confidence into the room or whatever, and they're like, "Well, that's the person I want." On set and yeah. to cast, you know.
1: Yeah, and also you're not desperate anymore. You're not like I need this. I, I
0: need this commercial audition to make, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So been there way too many times. Like if this avail goes through, this will change my life forever.
1: I mean, we're so lucky now because with social media and podcasting and yeah. all that, like you can really make a living. I hate commercial auditions. I quit doing them a long time ago and like because i just felt like well i could drive all over town doing commercial auditions or i could work on building my podcast and sell ads and sure. make, so i just like focus doing on commercials
0: in a different way they're paying you to to read the copy in a different way you know yeah, what i mean yeah
1: yeah not as much but it's cool yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so it's good
0: uh let's get into this next segment fanning out
1: Ooh. fanning out
0: questions <laughs> from fans i reached out to people on instagram and twitter and they reached right back i asked them if they could ask kate quigley any question what would it be and we got some good ones this is from upper underscore white up underscore trash (laughs) upper white trash fantastic if you didn't make it in comedy what would you be doing
1: um Eh. God, I never even think about that. I guess probably something in fitness, like maybe Mm -hmm. I have a passion for helping like kids lose weight, maybe like a, like start a fat camp for kids. Were you a chubby kid? No, I mean, not really, but, um, I was super anorexic. Like when I was 18, I checked myself into a hospital. So then I learned about like how to kind of stay fit and I don't know. So probably something like that, but it's really hard for me to imagine doing anything else.
0: Yeah. You know, I was a super chubby kid, and then eventually I stretched out and just became got taller. The skinny lanky Jeremiah you see before (laughs) you today.
1: (laughs) Well, you look amazing. You're very fit.
0: Oh, thank you. You know, I've been going to Gold's Gym lately, so thank you so much. Thank you. I've never had a gym membership but it have been going the last couple weeks so i'm glad you could tell
1: <laughs> the last couple weeks the yeah. last
0: couple weeks it's been pretty intense while i'm wearing a pizza shirt so yeah that's yeah. okay i love pizza yeah i
1: eat so much pizza
0: i eat way too much pizza but yeah i'm addicted if that's even possible
1: i eat a 10 inch pizza like three times a week alone. Yeah? alone no
0: yeah <laughs> kindred spirits <experience. laughs> <laughs> uh the some of these questions are more like just jokes Jokey, kind of, and we can just roll through, it's but it's totally fine. Uh, at Eli HHCB, are you and Jeremiah sisters?
1: Yes, we are sisters. We've been sisters we totally a long could time. Be. Look at us, we could right? be sisters.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: I would be very proud to be your sister.
0: Oh, wow, that was a really weird thing. To say. Are you, if we were sisters. I,
1: I've been wondering this. Are, wait, you're from where? Did you say you're from again? Iowa? In no. Kansas.
0: I have family in Iowa, but yeah, I'm Kansas. I'm Kansas. Yeah. Are
1: you? Uh, you're not like Mormon or something, are you?
0: No, I grew up super religious though, uh, and a lot of people think that I grew up Mormon or something because my name and uh, and I don't. Uh, I don't drink or do drugs. So a lot of people think that I might Maybe be Maybe that's why. I, for yeah. some
1: reason, thought that you were Mormon or Jehovah's Witness or something. Like, somebody brought it up the other day. George, I think, Perez. And I was like, I well, think... Well, you he- know,
0: I have this ongoing joke with George Perez, so don't tell him, but I'm going to tell the listeners of this podcast. Uh, George Perez has thought that I'm Jewish for years. That's what he said! Okay, right. So I, every time he's around me, he's like, hey, what's up, man? Like, And and he's like... Uh, and, and he'll tell me like uh, he's like yeah that's how you Jews do it right I'm like yeah man I know so like I had this ongoing joke with George Perez because he thinks I'm Jewish solely because of the size of my nose I I've, knew nev- it. I've never told him that I'm not Jewish so I'm going to keep it going for as many years as I can and I hope it don't like I'll tweet never at tell him. him don't tweet at him because it's a funny ongoing joke and he'll say some like kind of quasi racist stuff around me and it's pretty funny
1: wait I will never <laughs> tell him but that is that's so funny you said that because that is what it was yeah he said something about like uh uh I said something like I think Jeremiah is like a Jehovah's Witness or like Mormon or something yeah. and he said no he's Jewish nah,
0: man he's a Jew man
1: and I was like I don't think so i'm pretty sure he's not and he's like i
0: keep it going that i'm jewish to him all the time because he literally just the profile on my nose he assumed that i was jewish and i was like all right we're freaking doing this that is so
1: (laughs) funny oh my god yeah Yeah, that's great
0: yeah he'll 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 like say stuff like yeah you guys run show business and stuff like i'm like yeah we do (laughs) it's like ridiculous stuff it's
1: run the show business yeah well it's true
0: i love george yeah me too he's the best. Uh. At Corey underscore Hungate on uh, Instagram. What was your best first date?
1: Oh boy, best first. I guess actually this is a really weird one, but probably the best first date was um it was at a guy's house. So it was a guy that I'd been kind of talking to for a while, and we kept trying to make plans to go out, and we just both were really busy. And then finally one night, we would always end up, we both worked late, you know? So we would always end up like kind of texting from like one to three in the morning. Like we'd both be texting. And then finally one night, I think we both were like afraid to hang that late because like I didn't want him to think I was just trying to be a booty call. Yeah. But finally one night we're talking and I go, why don't we just have this talk in person? And he was like, well, where? He's like, I mean, you can come here. And I was like, listen, I'll just come over. It's not a booty call. We'll chill. And I ended up going over there, and the guy's house was like an arcade. He had so much fun stuff to do at his house. He had like a trampoline and like video games and like uh, just all kinds of – a pool table. It's just
0: the kid from Blank Check. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So we ended up – I went over there at like 1.30 in the morning. We did not hook up. We just ended up like hanging out till like noon the next day, just like playing games, talking. And it was just one of those nights that was like – everything just clicked yeah you know, it was good that was probably my best first date which is good for people to know because you don't really have to spend a lot of money if you're cool you just got to have fun
0: yeah it's got to hang out be a good person yeah that's it it was fun that's awesome yeah man uh do you have this guy's number i want to go over and, <laughs> no, and play arcades and just hang out with it <laughs> <laughs> like yeah dude play pool and stuff yeah it'd be awesome uh at jrwland on instagram has music influenced your comedy or comedic personality in any way
1: yeah, I talk about this sometimes, but I'm a huge Eminem fan.
0: Oh, really? Huge. Do you like his new album?
1: Yeah, I, I do. It's not my favorite, but okay. I like it. What but, do you think
0: of the whole like Machine Gun Kelly stuff with him, the diss raps and stuff like that?
1: Wait, I don't know about this.
0: The he, Eminem and, and MGK going back and forth against each other? Recently? Yeah.
1: Oh, I, I haven't even like followed. I don't even look at... The news.
0: Um So <laughs> Wait. it's probably happened like a month ago, I want to say. Oh, okay. Say. Um, but uh, Eminem put out a, a diss track against Machine Gun Kelly, and then Machine Gun Kelly put out a legit like diss track back. And it's the first time I've seen this with rappers in like a long time.
1: I can't believe I missed it. After his new album came out, that happened? Yeah. Oh, wow, that's crazy. No, I didn't even know that. That's so nuts. Yeah. Uh, and
0: and Machine Gun Kelly's, I, I felt like his um, rebuttal rap was actually... That's pretty cool. Good. Now
1: I want to check it out. There's actually. like
0: be like legit beef between them. Really? Yeah.
1: I wonder wh- I don't know anything about it.
0: I don't know I don't know why Eminem got mad at MGK, but he initiated the diss track and then MGK responded with
1: That's weird because I feel like Eminem's been pretty peaceful for a while. Yeah,
0: so I don't know what set him off huh. exactly.
1: I'll have to check that out. I don't know. I was just going to say the reason I like him is just because he is like was such an underdog and didn't give a fuck about it. Like, I just like artists that follow their vision for what they are, regardless of whether people like it, talk shit, think they should. Like, I feel like Eminem would have either blown up or gone down and been nothing, but wouldn't have maybe deviated from what he like from the artist he wanted to be, yeah. If that makes sense, he like, stay,
0: stayed very true to himself.
1: Yeah, like it's the same reason I love like Joan Rivers. Like I feel like I just like people that push the envelope and do shit that is out of the norm, out of the box. I mean, you do that, you know. And it's like I really respect that over someone that just tries to like make it. Anybody can make it if you're smart, and right. Market yourself well, but do you care about what you're saying and doing? Are you passionate about it, or are you just like, oh, these are these jokes will work in Vegas. Like I'll just, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So going
0: for the easy thing rather than, you know, what might be a little bit more work that's more creatively fulfilling. Yeah. Yeah. I get across. Yeah.
1: I care so much more about a message than a great joke. Like the message should be funny, but I just, you could tweet out funny jokes all day, but I care about what I'm saying.
0: My, my, my thing is, uh, I may not be, like, if you if you see, like, a, a huge lineup of comics, my goal is not necessarily to be the funniest person that you saw, but one of the most memorable people. It's huge. Because, like, there's people who kill, and then after shows, you ask an audience member, oh, what were they talking about? And they're like, ah, uh, they literally have no idea. It's they're like, so true. Know, just, um, they're just funny, you know? Like it's so weird like but then like i had somebody who saw me at the comedy store literally uh they're hitting up uh tony last night um they're trying to see him they're a fan of like kill tony stuff like that and uh they saw me three months ago or plus in, in the OR and they remembered one of the bits that I did. They're like, it was really weird. Like, I don't really know what was going on, but I was like, that means more to me than... Same. You know what I mean?
1: Well, it's also like, I mean, career-wise, that's so huge too. I know... For me, I've had people come up to me and go, we saw you at the Long Beach Laugh Factory three years ago. I remember you because I was also married young. They remember the story.
0: The little thing. How they connect with you. That's it. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm trying to work on more with uh, my personal stuff and family stuff, working that out on stage because it's it's hard.
1: It is and it's weird cuz I've been trying to get way more vulnerable and talk about real stuff up there and it's way better. It's made my act way better, but it's also like it's also started to tap me into why comics are a little dark and stuff cuz when you start turning that really dark stuff into it's you have to think a lot yeah. about it and so I I've been I've been like recently doing a lot of work on like making sure to keep the happy side going sure you know yeah that way it doesn't just like spiral down into (laughs) this this depths of sadness and drown on purpose Ah! yeah
0: yeah let's see here uh this comes from at han solo park give us the context about the time you twerked on waka flocka
1: Oh, God, that's hilarious. So that was just this simple. I hosted the Avian Awards. Waco was the guest. He was the musical guest yeah. that performed, right? And he came back after the show uh, or after he was done to my dressing room and said, let's get a photo. He was so nice. And then I said, oh, we should do a funny video. I go, I have an idea go stand in the middle of that hallway. There's just a ton of people around. I go, and I'll run up like a crazy fan and I'll like do bad white girl dance moves on you. I didn't even mean to twerk. I just was trying to be like stupid. I go, and you just look at me like I'm the biggest loser and just walk away. The whole thing, literally we came up with in two seconds. We shot it. I posted on Instagram. He reposted it. I just done nothing of it. And it became, like, overnight, like, I woke up the next day, and it was literally, like, TMZ. It was everywhere, and they were, like, drunk, twerking, white fan, assaults, walk, a flock. Like, it was literally, I was, like, the drunk fan, which, by the way, pissed me off, I'm like, I hosted the show. I'm yeah. not a drunk Give fan. Give me
0: credit <laughs> as the host, at least. Give me proper credit.
1: Yeah, and then people thought I was Jenna Marbles, and, like... Oh, wow. But what was crazy about it was... The comments, if you could find the original video he posted on his Facebook, the comments, people were like, this is the reason Bill Cosby got accused of raping white women. Like it turned into this like race thing. And then people were saying that I was racist for doing it. And so to the point where me and Waka had to get together and and publicly say it was a joke we planned it wow yeah because people were getting really upset and people were like threatening me like he's married you ho," and i'm like i know his wife was there like it was (laughs) we know it was nuts but that's what that was
0: wow yeah that's a great story yeah have have you ever done a joan rivers impression before
1: no i should it's a good idea
0: you know what? I think uh, this is crazy. From the grave, no, I, think, God. I think Joan Rivers is actually calling into the show right now. Oh, my God. Uh, he- Hello, uh, Joan? Is, is is this you? Who
1: is this? Who the fuck is this?
0: Oh, uh, this is Jeremiah. You called into uh, Jeremiah Wonders.
1: Uh, this is, I think I called the wrong number. I definitely did not plan to talk to a man who sounds like a woman.
0: Wow, uh, I wasn't aware that I sound like a woman, but I'm really I'll busy. take. I'm busy over here. Are you? Are you still writing? Jokes? You still writing? You're yes, still going through your file I'm, cabinet jokes? I'm going of through jokes? the note cards right now. I have a
1: show up here in about a half an hour. I'm wasting my time on you. What the fuck are you wearing?
0: Now, I can see you. Oh, I'm wearing a pizza shirt. The, that that that. Don't worry about that. Who are you performing for? I'm. I'm curious who you're performing for the in
1: apostles, heaven. all the apostles, they all love the, me. Wow. Yeah, I get their dicks hard. It's amazing. <laughs> they sit there. They listen to my jokes. They laugh. I see the dicks. They wear the. You know, they wear the smocks. They're the still schmocks. wearing smocks.
0: They're wearing tunics. Tunics, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: We call them smocks. Sounds more. You know, smocks or.
0: Smock, you know, Fashionable. Smocks cover cocks, yeah. Smock, yeah,
1: well, you know, these guys, I can tell. They're, they're quite large. I haven't seen one out, you know, behind the smock. They keep them covered, but it that lightly stroke over the over the cloth.
0: Now do you get around sexually in heaven? I mean it is heaven, so I mean, you know, you kind of well, can
1: It's not easy. It's not easy because we're all, you know, we're mostly souls up here. We're like ghosts. If I touch you, my hand goes through. So I can see the cock, I can't touch the cock. <laughs> you have to fantasize. It's like a good porno in person, like a 3D like a VR porn.
0: Uh-huh. Okay. Well, do you have any more upcoming shows? Like, who, who like, uh, do you, are you opening for anybody or are you only a headliner Are out there? you
1: fucking kidding me, you piece of shit? Why am I wasting my time? Who the fuck, is, what show is this? I'm do you sorry. you have listeners? Yeah,
0: no, no, it's a hit podcast. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm
1: going to hit you in the face. Am I opening for someone? Go fuck your mother.
0: Okay, uh Joan, thank you so much for calling. You're everything and more that I wanted to hear from.
1: I love Kate. <laughs>
0: Wow, she uh, <laughs> she, she came in with a vengeance. She sounds just like me. I, it's strange.
1: I was actually, I was actually uh, thinking, I was like, what, why what, what does Joan sound like? God, that makes me want to go listen to a Joan Rivers album. When I leave. Sometimes I watch, I I will watch and listen to like female comics from back in the day just for like inspo. Yeah. Do you do that? Do you watch anything?
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm heavily inspired by uh, I've, I've. Talked about it on, on like this podcast and a bunch of other podcasts. My main three are uh, Steve Martin, Robin Williams, and uh, Chris Farley, even though he wasn't stand up, just his physicality and his command that he had over an audience. I love stage Robin Williams. Oh, yeah. Just
1: like such a genius. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we all know that.
0: I mean, his acting as well. Like, I'll sometimes watch that and be just as blown away oh, by yeah. the acting than sometimes even more so than the stand up like i i get totally why he was an incredible stand up but like his acting is also so good
1: amazing yeah yeah
0: um this was interesting this is from at bullwinkle's baked uh how much did kill tony help you grow as a comedian and why have you never been a guest since
1: i only did kill tony one that's what, that's what time. i thought yeah it was a way gosh i don't know it's probably six years ago or something that was a long time i had ago. a great time on there though it was yeah. really fun and then why didn't i do it after i don't know i just i don't really know why i never went back and did it again i guess just because i always was like I, I would go do a mic or something instead of doing kill tony i mean there's no real there's no rhyme, really rhyme or reason, reason. yeah, yeah. it's hitting up different spots there's certain like that. things that i like just kind of haven't done like I haven't done roast battle either but I've done the historical roast I
0: love well same for me I haven't really I haven't battled for roast battle it's not really my thing but I love historical roast
1: yeah I love historical roast too my thing with roast battle is just me it's just I just don't I'm I don't like writing mean jokes and I know you can do it in a way that's not mean but like sometimes when I I did a rap battle at the Hollywood Improv and actually won oh nice yeah and I mean, even that, I remember when I rap battled the guy that I won against, I said some mean stuff on stage. It just came out in the moment because you're being funny, but I remember feeling a little bad later. Like, I don't like to be mean, so that's why I don't do it. But the historical roast is different because, like, the one I did, I roasted Elvis. Like, he's dead, so who cares? Yeah. There's no feelings involved. They're not
0: comedians that you see around the circuit later on.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: Uh... So many people ask this question that I'm that I just have to ask it in some capacity. It's fine. Um, wh- people kept asking why you and Lee haven't dated or hooked <laughs> up or whatever from the church of what's <laughs> happening now.
1: It's so funny that people like, ask that. So,
0: like, there was a bunch of comments in some capacity, are like. How, how come you haven't like broken Lee off a little something? Or how come you joking. haven't dated? Or, I think they're kidding. Or because, like, when, when are you going to give something to Lee?
1: Yeah, they're totally joking because every time I do the church, Joey... Like, you know, Joey's always like, Lee, just take your dick out. Let Kate look at it. Just to-. like Joey, <laughs> Joey. <laughs> he's like, like
0: pushing it in. Yeah,
1: exit on. And then, you know, but I mean, the truth is, like, Lee is a sweetheart. I would destroy that man. Like, he's, he's, he's too sweet.
0: Lee, Kate is coming for you, bro.
1: Also, Lee is doing fine, man. He went from like newly single, like, how do I pick up girls? I don't know what to, to like, overnight. I, like, I called him on his birthday picked up the phone like happy birthday i hope you get some he's like i got a girl here right now i'm about to eat some pussy like, he was like
0: <laughs> crush fast. yeah
1: i was like why are you answering your phone then get the fuck off yeah, yeah. what are you
0: what are you doing yeah no so. I, I i wanted a witness i wanted somebody to, to know about this yeah i'm so excited yeah uh this is just this is a funny question at cracking underscore eggs how does it feel to have complete power over all straight men
1: oh god i don't feel like that at all that's <laughs> that's crazy I mean the truth is this is the real truth is that like I'm always I'm always hung up on a guy that doesn't want me and that's the way life goes ever you could have your choice of a billion dudes and you will want the one that's like not showing you interest I, I mean
0: I feel like that's a, with a lot of people with relationships and stuff like that
1: yeah I mean I don't want it to be that way but it's just it a rejection really does breed obsession. And anytime I'm with a guy and he rejects me, it's like the people pleaser in me. It's like, how do I, I mean, we're comics. It's like, how, how do I, I'll go every angle of trying to like manipulate my way back in until I finally give up, but it takes a lot. Mm. So I don't feel like that, but thank you.
0: Final question. This is so awkward that I just had to ask it. At my favorite Steve, are you physically attracted to Jeremiah. Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, this is the real truth. You're really cute, but we could like literally be brother, oh, sister. yeah, absolutely. And you kind of look like my brother, like my actual brother. Yeah, dude. So it's like- That's
0: a fetish for some people, if dude. I, if we
1: hooked up, I would feel like I was hooking up with my brother. I've My whole life, I've the only kind of guy that like I, I can't really get into hooking up with is a guy that looks like me.
0: Sure. Yeah. Why would you want? I mean, why would you?
1: Well, some people uh, are attracted to that. I guess. So, but anyway, you're very handsome. You're actually Thank built you. like my ex-husband. He was like a tall, skinny dude too.
0: That's so, me. Tall, yeah. skinny dude. So, that's what
1: I'm but you have a hot wife, you know, so you're doing fine.
0: Thank you very much. You're welcome. Let's get into this final segment. Okay. Sax talk. Oh yeah. Oh, sax talk.
1: I'm so excited for this. <laughs> This is where I tell a tale, a story, a sexual story. Is that what you said?
0: Yep. You're going to share a story of a sexual encounter, and I'm going to play some sweet, sweet saxophone underneath while you do it. And I'll just follow you whenever you are ready.
1: Oh, this is... All right. I'll, I'll use this story that is really going to go great with your sax song, even though some of the church people have heard it, but it's such a good story. All right. I can go? All right. So there's a guy. I met at a few parties, so hot, like the hottest guy ever, literally. He's a male supermodel. And we flirted at a few parties, but I did not want to hook up with him because he's the guy that gets all the chicks. Yeah. (laughs) So, So I'm in Las Vegas and I'm with a girlfriend and I hear he's in town and I say, let's go see this guy. But no matter what happens, don't let me go home with him. Then we go out for drinks. One thing leads to another. He bends over to pick something up and once I get a look at his ass, I'm like, I'm going home with him. <laughs> so so I get back to his condo. We start making out on the balcony. And I'm a little drunk and I'm like, I'm going to fuck this guy. So we have sex on the balcony. It's so hot. I'm looking down at the people in the pool, like this is the best thing ever. Then we move it into the bed. We're still hooking up, it's so hot, it's steamy. And then he says, I'm gonna hop in the shower and we're gonna go for round three. He hops in the shower and while he's in the shower, I start to feel a little nauseous. The room starts to spin and suddenly I feel like I'm gonna throw up. So I go running for the kitchen, hoping I can puke before he comes back out. And on my way to the kitchen, I start projectile vomiting all over the hallway. I, I turn and run into the bathroom. I slam the door open, he's in the shower, and I start puking, puking, puking all over the bathroom. And I ate a kale salad, so there's lettuce everywhere. And then he's in the shower and he starts screaming, what the fuck? You're puking all over my bathroom. Those are my Gucci shoes. This is why I don't fuck white women. And then I I laid down on the floor of the bathroom and I passed out. The end. Is yes. that the saddest sex story you've ever heard? Not at all. This guy was like this would be like if you hooked up with Giselle <laughs> Just, and then Okay. Like that level of like famous model. Yeah. And then you puked all over her
0: wow. in her house. And then she's like, This is why I, I don't, don't date it. white guys with big noses. That's what I'm he like, said. no, I don't mean to ruin it for all of us.
1: <laughs> I know. I mean, I felt so bad. I called him the next day and offered to pay to have like a maid come clean his condo. He's like, I'm good he wanted nothing to do with me. but then the next time i was in vegas i text him i go hey boo i'm back in town if you want me to throw up all over your house
0: again <laughs> did you respond <laughs> i love that you not. did that that's like, that's like the best thing about like like people with good personalities and sense of humor who are comedians is like they're gonna go in you have on that. To. It's like, oh you know that embarrassing thing that happened I'm going to hit you up and remind you about it, and I'm going to own that situation because I am in control and I have the power. Yeah,
1: like I was actually like, I felt guilty, but then the flip side is I was like, come on, man. Like, I didn't mean to throw up. But in his mind, he doesn't know me that well, so he probably thinks I puke all the time. Like, I had not puked since college. It was the first time in like 12 years that I'd gotten drunk enough to puke. Right. he
0: was just like another white girl wasted incident. You know what I mean? That's what he thought. Yeah.
1: And I was like, I swear it's the first time, but that's what every girl says. Yeah.
0: He's puking in their purses or Ubers or hanging out the window of cars.
1: Oh, I have not gotten really drunk since then. That was like a year and a half ago. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I've had a drink or two, but like that was, uh, that was Vegas in the summer. You're like,
0: never again. Never. Will I do that?
1: I'm never puking. And the whole, by the way, the worst part of it was like the whole place was white. It was like one of those apartments where like everything was white. Everything's pristine and clean. (laughs) And you had
0: green puke. He
1: was like, "What did you eat?" I'm You're like, just like the kale?
0: Ex- <laughs> You're just like coming down the stairs, like on your hands, like extra style. You're like, "Your mother's in here." Hello.
1: The worst part is, I pass out on the floor, and he covered me up with like a hand towel. It didn't even like cover me. I'm like naked. Pass He's out just on the floor like, with the hand just towel. Like, gently, <laughs> but ugh,
0: <laughs> he just disgusted. He really was. He like leaves a note on top of you, like a sticky note for the maid, like deal with this. It
1: was so gross. I felt terrible. <laughs> was the- talk about a walk of shame. Yeah. I didn't- uber back to the tropicana and like walk up to my room like covered in puke and kale <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's a pretty bad walk of shame right there
1: <laughs> and that's the last time i had sex <laughs> a year and a half ago <laughs> kale sex
0: kale sex it happens mm.
1: i don't care i have no shame jeremiah
0: that's great i love it yeah. thanks so much for doing the show dude
1: thanks for having me man yeah. i'm so glad we fi- see we finally got to kick it too. I know, right? It was so fun and uh yeah, I gotta have you on date fails. I totally want to have you on date fails. So yeah, we'll yeah plug there. your
0: podcast and anything else uh, you want to plug right um, here.
1: My podcast is date fails, mm-hmm. so look for that. Uh also my social media is Kate Q Funny. And if you happen to be in Edmonton, I'm at the Edmonton Comic Strip. End of this month, October 25th through the 28th, I believe. So come on out.
0: Go see Kate in Edmonton. Yeah. Thanks so much. Thanks Had for a blast. Having me. You're yeah. the
1: best. All right. Peace. Peace.